Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Scoops. Episode 3 here of Season 2. Great first two episodes. College football preview. NFL preview. Great to have Steve and Tara and, and the lovely Kenna on last week. But I'm your host, co-host, Mr. Thomas. And Miss Post. How are you, Miss Post? Doing well. A little tired. Some busy, busy weeks. About that time of year. How's, how's school going? Pretty good. Good. In the routine. A student pointed out to me today that we're midway through the month, so we're, Give or take. we're, we're chugging through. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, one positive starting so early is you get in a good routine pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did, just to make a correction, we said episode three would be a climate change episode, but just got real busy this past week in the studio, a lot of media requests, so we have to delay that episode hopefully till next week. But next week we should have more time to uh, to prepare, get a lot of notes ready, really set the tone for climate extremism and just how it's it's very overblown. You know, while it is is real, and obviously anybody with a brain can see that the climate is changing, it's like, okay, what does that mean and what can be done about it? So we'll answer those two questions next week for you, hopefully. But stay tuned, still a great show tonight, don't don't change the channel just because no climate talk tonight, we got NFL picks, college picks, should be a, a pretty concise episode, but Miss Post, let's just, let's just review this past week in the football, I mean, this is what, this is what we live for, we, we wait, we get, we wait five months from April to September, long five months, nothing on, baseball, tennis, some golf, some, some three-on-three basketball, I mean, it's just, it's brutal, man, what do you do though during those summer days with no sports that you really care about, but it's here, and, and the first weekend of the NFL season, second weekend of college football, it, it, it did not take long to realize what we were missing. You know, starting college, Alabama-Texas, amazing game. Texas, you know, played really well, very impressive in a loss with their backup quarterback as well. You know, you talk about Tennessee Pitt going to overtime, Houston-Texas Tech, double overtime. You talk about Appalachian State going into A&M, beating the perpetually overrated Aggies of A&M. Uh, Marshall beating Notre Dame, that was awesome. Georgia Southern beating Nebraska. Scott Frost gets the boot, finally. Shout out to Wally, friend of the program. Wally, he's a big Nebraska guy this year. So pick them to win the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl. Ooh, sorry, and win the, win the West. Ouch. Now, they still could win the West. I mean, I don't think they will, but I mean, it's early in the season, obviously. But they, each of their losses I put post in our group, me, I said, send me all Nebraska Rose Bowl champs tweets. I mean, it, it, you guys got to love being right. Got to love being right. I did have a rough week of pick last week, though. Again, Tennessee Tennessee won. Um, Texas Tech won. I got those wrong. So, you know, it's like the Electoral College. You lose the bubble games and you're, you're in trouble. But anyway, nightcap, uh, Florida-Kentucky, great game. Also picked that one wrong. Still a great game, though. Uh, BYU-Baylor got that one right. Great game. And NFL, of course, Sunday early window. I mean, you have Browns-Panthers down to the wire. Panthers got screwed more on that later. Bengals-Steelers, wild game. The return of kickers blowing. The return of kickers blowing the NFL. First off, college kickers have blown for five years. No, mm-hmm. that hasn't changed, okay? You got college kickers missing. Yeah, yeah, you got college kickers missing 30-yard field goals, okay? So NFL kickers really had a great year last year, especially in the playoffs. They really covered a lot of ground. But, of course, that was all undone in one half day of football. Okay, think about the Bucks missed a 33-yarder. Jags, I just found out recently, I didn't watch much of the, much of the Jags game. They missed a 39-yarder. Colts kicker kicked two balls out of bounds, two, and then missed a 42-yarder to win it. 42 yards indoors in Houston. Please. I just don't remember being a child and being so nervous about an extra point kick as I am now. Well, they did move the extra point back in 2015 to the 15-yard line. Oh. So that's probably why. It used to be at the three like it is in college still. Oh. 
You're hearing Miss Post learn new things right now. But either way, it should still be light work for NFL right. kickers. Right. And you're, the, you're, the, you're the best of the best. Allegedly. I want to see that ball go through the uprights. You have one job. So the Colts safely did cut their kicker. Okay. Uh, and we, we won't clown Denver's kicker. 64 yards. You know, hell, that kick, that missed kick was more impressive than a lot of the miss, than a lot of the made kicks we saw this past weekend. But anyway, so that didn't take long for, kick, for kickers blowing to be back. But let's talk about Bengals-Steelers for a minute. So Bengals, first off, they should have taken the points with six minutes to go, cut, to th- cut it to three. Drove down the goal line, could have tied it up then at the end of the game, but they didn't. So first goal line trip down, they don't get touchdown. They get a taunting penalty, backs them up, but the Steelers throw the ball once. They don't use all their timeouts. Bengals right on the field, score again, two seconds to go. Now there's a backup long snapper in, so the snap is slower, so the kick gets blocked. The kick gets blocked. Then we go to OT. Bengals with a 30-yarder. 30-yarder shanks it to the left. And Bengals kicker's pretty good, so I will blame them on the long snapper, but still, he wasn't even close on that. Then you got the Steelers kicker misses a, 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 I don't I think 50 yards, I don't exactly know, maybe 55, he doinked off the upright, comes back later, makes 53 yards, so we avoided a tie, thanks be to God. Of course, the Colts game still was a tie, because again, the NFL, the greatest league in the world, can't settle the game without a winner. Ridiculous, ridiculous. If you're going to go from 15 minutes to 10 minutes, then let them keep playing or get rid of the rule where if you get a field goal, the other team gets a chance. Because, again, you can't say it's player safety when they play 17 games during the season. Ban ties. Ban ties, exactly. Ban ties and kickers. Ban ties and kickers. We need kickers, but we have a shortage, obviously, because they're not very good. (laughs) One of my boys posted in a group, me again, in front of the program, Wally, said, uh, was that meme with the two buttons instead of Bruce trying to decide between rooting for kickers or rooting against ties? And I was like, that's true. That's true. Um, but anyway, and then you had the 4 o'clock games weren't that good, but Monday night, neither was Bucks cowboys Sunday night, but Monday night, Broncos-Seahawks, excellent game. I got that pick right last week with Steven Terra and a pick him on first place. Probably won't last, but I got one week in first place. I'll take that to the bank, baby. There you go. All that to say, though, just, again, what's better than football, man? Just just a beautiful weekend. Uh, as Miss Post says, booked and busy all weekend for four months. I mean, you just you can't screw it better than that. I don't think I left the couch besides to get water this past weekend. I mean, it's just awesome. And time just goes by so fast. You're like, whoa, it's 8 o'clock at night. What happened? But then you're on to the next game. And what I love about football, again, you got different windows. You got the early window in college, 3.30, then evening, then Patrick Dark. And I thought you got the three windows. I mean, it's just... Boom, 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 boom. I mean, what, when is your TV ever filled with that with that much entertainment? You know? Any thoughts on that, Miss Post? No. <laughs> how much do you love football, Miss Post? Um, well, it's never going to compare to how much you love football, but I'll watch it. I'm going to watch it in my free time. What are you doing or not in the studio? Tell the audience that. Well, we know I do watch football when I'm not in the studio, and I'm not with Mr. Thomas. I wouldn't but put I on record. I Thank don't you. watch it very intently, as I do with Mr. Uh, Mr. T. Audience, that's a big alleged. Big alleged. You see me. Well, obviously, I don't stalk you. That is true. So I don't see you when I'm not with you, but I still say I it's usually, alleged. I usually multitask, but I will watch again. If, it, if it's um, a team from an undisclosed state, I, I'll, root. I'll root for them. I like that. Well, all I know is we know that we're not going to schedule any meetings or production meetings on a damn fall, Saturday, or Sunday. That's for damn sure. So thank you for that, Miss Post. That's why you're a great co-host. Thank you. But I do want to talk about one thing real quick. Actually, uh, no no really politics talk tonight. You know, it's kind of died down a bit. Nothing's really happened. Inflation is still high. We know that. At this point, it's really just about the election. I don't want to hear any more hype about it. I don't want to hear any more what ifs. 
it's campaign season, so we'll see who runs the best campaign. Uh, I certainly think that Republicans will take the House. I mean, barring something catastrophic by them, which they could obviously do, I think they'll take that. Senate is very much a toss-up. I think it's it was never as much of a red wave as people thought in the Senate, but I do think it's it's now better than people are giving the Republicans credit for just because of Biden's approval. It has risen, but again, it's still 44%. That's not exactly, I mean, that that's, that's higher than it was, but still historically low. So we'll see. Um, but I just read an article recently in the Wall Street Journal that <clears throat> by the great James Freeman, that basically the polling experts, they're, the numbers are the same in this cycle as they were in 2016 and 2020 when they overestimated support for Democrats. So we'll see if that continues in, in about eight weeks here. But early voting starts soon, which again, election day is one day, but apparently it's starting September 24th. Ridiculous. But anyway, that's neither here nor there at this point in time. So maybe we'll talk about a 2020 election episode later, but climate change next week, as we said. Mm-hmm. I do want to talk about college football, the rankings. I mean, look, we know that the poll, the polls are a joke. The polls, I mean, they're an absolute joke. Okay, the committee is kind of a joke, but their job's pretty easy because it's usually pretty clear who the four best teams are. So really, even though the rankings aren't really, aren't really fair in terms of what it should be, mm-hmm. I mean, the final four is all that matters. So, okay. Mm-hmm. And the polls, you know, they're meaningless now with the playoff, but it's just the hype-up matchups more, top five matchup, top ten matchup, okay, whatever. But mm-hmm. now let's go back to after week one, okay. There then became eight SEC teams ranked. And look, SEC is the best conference in terms of at the top, okay. Alabama's been the best for 15 years now. That's it. But just because Alabama's the best of the best doesn't mean that the whole conference every single year is better than every other conference, mm-hmm. Okay. And yes, LSU and Georgia both won in the last three years. But again, that's the best team in the conference. That doesn't mean the whole conference is good. Okay, SEC has some, some crappy teams. SEC East has been terrible for, for since since Tim Tebow left. That was 09. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's garbo. Yeah. But the people act like the SEC is the only, only conference that can play football. Okay, mm-hmm. and yes, Bama is the best. No one's matched their, their consistency. But again, that's one team each year. Okay, and just because LSU beat them one year, Georgia beat them one year, doesn't mean the entire conference deserves the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. So after week one, Tennessee became ranked after beating Ball State. Ball State. Cincinnati, oh, Cincinnati lost the game in Arkansas and drops all the way out from like 13 or 14, all the way out. They lost to a top 20 team and then dropped all the way out. How does that, that make sense? On the road. On the road. Is, is Notre Dame ranked still? Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to okay. that. Okay. But Notre Dame actually dropped three spots after week one, which is fair. They lost the number two on the road, so that's pretty fair. They didn't mm-hmm. lose to Marshall. Thankfully, they're out now. But we'll get to that in a minute when we talk okay. about Texas a So then Ohio State was two. They beat number five by 11 and dropped to three. Georgia was three. Now, Georgia did stomp Oregon, who was ranked 11th. They stomped him by 46, and they passed Ohio State. Now, I really don't have a problem with that. I mean, I think Georgia looked better. They, they played an easier team than Ohio State, but Oregon was still a power five team, whatever. But why don't they pass Alabama? If Georgia if Georgia's that good, why are they not number one? Okay. So that was my week two going into week two gripes. Now we have this most recent poll, and, and this this really describes my gears all the way around. Okay, so Georgia did pass Alabama, which I think is, is great. They should. Here's a problem I have though, Miss Post. If it was any other team, except it, if it wasn't an SEC team, Alabama would not have gotten passed. Okay, USC, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Michigan, they wouldn't have passed Alabama to be number one. It has to be an SEC team. And that bothers me, okay? Number two, uh, Texas A&M was number six, lost to Appalachian State at home, at home. Mm. And they're still ranked, still ranked. Now, Appalachian State's a pretty good team. They should have beat North Carolina, but they didn't, but they should have, and then they beat A&M. But why is A&M still ranked? 
they were they're one and one. They struggled against Sam Houston State for a half, and they lost to Appalachian State. Why are they still ranked? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. The favoritism. Exactly. Is is very obvious. It, it's a self fulfilling prophecy because the committee, even though they, they allegedly don't rely on the polls, they still do in some ways. But they say they say these teams are good because they're ranked. So then they stay ranked because they lose to fellow ranked teams, and it's just a cycle. It's just yeah. sickening. It's yeah. sickening. Okay. Yeah. And even even Texas being ranked now, look. I think Texas is one of the 25 best teams through two weeks. But if there was any other team that lost to number one, they never would have got ranked. They got ranked because they lost to Alabama. And that's just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And one non-SEC bias note is Michigan was eight in preseason. Jumped four spots after beating Colorado State at home. Colorado State, they jumped four spots. I mean, again, polls are a joke. But tune into Bruce's basketball blog each week for our weekly picks. We'll give you a lot better content than the damn pollsters, that's for sure. Do rankings have any impact other than just, like, hype around a game? Do they... I don't know. Do they determine anything? Not anymore because, so in the BCS days, the coaches poll actually had an impact in the BCS ranking, which determined who played for the BCS championship, one versus two. Mm-hmm. So one year, USC was the AP poll champ. The writers voted them, but LSU was the BCS champ. So there's a split national championship. So you think about the two most popular sports in America, college football and pro football, and both college is a lot better now, but and NFL is, is a great playoff structure, but both have serious flaws in their game. NFL with the ties, mm-hmm. and then college, of course, with the yeah. BCS, which, again, is a lot better now with the playoff. But then, of course, you also have uh, the overtime rules, which are a joke. You know, right. two-point conversion only starting in the third OT is just a joke. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, we'll tune in each week, of course. But mm-hmm. it's just it's ironic. Mm-hmm. Um, also, one thing I want to point out to NFL, you know, th- these guys – they all sit out in the preseason now, and so it really makes for a crappy product mm-hmm. week one. We did see some great games, as I just talked about, but a lot, like the Bills-Rams, dud. Bengals-Bucks-Cowboys, uh, dud. I mean, the offenses are terrible. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I posted a, a text in my group chat. I said, you know, put that clown meme in here where it's like the guy putting on clown mm-hmm. makeup and saying different things. It's like, you know, doesn't play in the preseason to avoid getting hurt and then gets hurt in week one. I mean, right. it's, just, it's just, what's like, what's the point? It's, Get your it, reps. The game is the game. Like, exactly. It, it, like one goes on your record, one doesn't, but your body still keeps score. Exactly. Well, and you and you say that you know the opposition is tougher nowadays, but so are you. It's not like you have nineteen seventies players playing against today's players. Right. So both sets of players are tougher. So I mean, the NFL is never going to be hurt too much by that. But it's just really annoying as a fan. It's like you want to see the best games from week one on, not not shit out there because teams mm-hmm. don't play in the preseason. And I mean, why do you even have the preseason? It's just stupid. Right. But anyway, that's a rant for the day. Let's get to some picks, though, here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I told you it was fast today, Adam. Uh, Adam, take off the mask. I can't say take off the ring now because you're married, but take off the mask. Take off <laughs> the mask. Anyway, let's get to some picks here. So let's start college, of course. Oklahoma at Nebraska. Big noon. Nebraska fired Scott Frost. Who knows what they're going to look like. Could be a season-saving win. Without Frost, there obviously the meaning kind of changes. Oklahoma's one of my playoff teams. I think they'll be really good this year with Dylan Gabriel. As opposed to you taking taking Oklahoma for this one, got to go Boomer Sooner as well. I think they're just again more complete team, and Nebraska finds a way to lose. So give me the Sooners all day. Next up, Penn State Auburn, huge game. SEC on CBS debut. Only two years left to go in that in that deal to the big well Big Ten coming next year. Within two mm-hmm. years, it's the premier spot, but. Penn State 2-0, won last year at home. Auburn 2-0, but struggled last week against San Jose State. I'm taking Auburn at home. 
Uh, Adam putting, I think, one point on this pick in our pick'em. Uh, but I'm going Auburn. I think they'll win at home. Jordan Hare, Penn State, Sean Clifford, up and down, two up and down for me. I'm going with Auburn as well. Any particular reason? It's home field advantage. I like that, Miss Post. I like that. Mm-hmm. One I forgot to put in our notes, Miss Post, I apologize, is uh, BYU at Oregon. BYU, huge win over Baylor mm-hmm. last week at home. Oregon got curb stomped week one by Georgia, yeah, but it is it, it is in Oregon. Uh, I'm taking Oregon at home. Another low-confidence pick, but I think the Ducks will take care of business in Austin. BYU didn't impress me that much against Baylor, so I'm going to pick Oregon. I think I'm going to go with you for that one. I love more instinct in this post. Uh, next one, Mississippi State at LSU. Brian Kelly's SEC debut. Brutal loss week one to Florida State. Mississippi State 2-0. Yeah. Uh, this is a tough one, Miss Post. What do you say? I'm going to say Mississippi State. You know, that, wow. moment, that momentum they have from the first two games, I think that will carry you through this one as well. Okay. They first beat LSU for the first time in a while in Baton Rouge back in 2014. My boy Dak Prescott was there. Okay. <clears throat> uh, and then 2020, the COVID year, LSU's first game after winning the championship, Mississippi State just smoked them. So it's happened before, but I will pick LSU again. Hard to go against the home team. Mm-hmm. I think LSU at home, Ryan Kelly, the offense makes enough plays. Really no rhyme or reason, but I'm, I'm go Tigers, as they say. Uh, next one. Miami at A&M, the aforementioned Aggies. Brutal loss last week to App State. Again, A&M, I really can't stand it. Another text I posed in the group, I said, I hope they pay Manziel money every single year because his one win over Bama in 2012 gave them infinite hype. Infinite hype. I mean, yes, they did beat Bama last year, but they went 8-4. and four. I mean, they're perpetually an 8-4 and four team. The only time they weren't was 2012 with Manziel and then 2020 COVID year. They had a good year, you know, 9-1 and one in, with an all-SEC schedule, but still... Eight and four last year, three years ago. Eight and five, seven and five in the regular season. Uh, twenty eighteen, nine and four, eight and four in the regular season. So I mean, again, they are what they are. They lost to App State. App State. Jimbo Fisher's fifth year. Jimbo Fisher's fifth year, and they just lost to App State at home. All that to say, though, I'm picking a And M at home. I think they'll win. I think they're. I mean, again, home team, and I just don't see them losing two games in a row. And of course, they'll win, and then get back into the top fifteen. Probably, mm-hmm. it's a joke. I'm going with a And M as well. No matter how begrudgingly I picked that. Well, now I kind of want Miami to win because I just realized, yeah, if they beat Miami, they'll be back in the top 15. It'll be a good mm-hmm. loss to App State. Ridiculous. Uh, and lastly, game of the week here, Michigan State at Washington. Former IU quarterback Michael Penix starting for the Huskies. Uh, Michigan State 2-0. Looked a bit shaky at times, but they did just win 52-0 over Akron. So who do you like in that one, this post? I'm going to go Michigan State. I imagine Penix is going to get hurt. <laughs> mid-game that would be common yeah i think they're gonna lead and then they'll probably something's gonna happen and then they're gonna go downhill from there because that seems to be the record great great insight miss post thank you uh, i'm gonna go michigan state as well not very confident in this but i just think they have too many playmakers washington i think is a good team they got iu's former defensive coordinator as head coach Penix has looked good but i think michigan state mel tucker is a good coach i think they'll get this win uh, all right, let's go NFL now. So tomorrow night, you know, damn streaming's taking over. Amazon Prime has the game. I, I, I really do want to tune in. Miss Post actually told me I should. I was like, make up your mind. Let you want me to watch less football, but apparently she wants me to watch. But I really hate streaming, so we'll see. It is a great game, though. Chargers at Chiefs. Uh, game is in Arrowhead or, or Jiha Stadium, whatever it's called now. I'm picking the Chiefs at home. Again, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, so give me the Chiefs all day. Going with Chiefs as well. Sunday, great slate of games again. Start Dolphins at Ravens. Could be a key early season AFC test. Uh, I'm going Baltimore at home. Again, Miami's coach, I think, will get some fool's gold this year, but the guy's a total clown. 
one of those guys, just typical millennial coach. Like, let's the guys play music, tries to be cool with the players. That doesn't last very long. But anyway, give me Baltimore at home. I'm doing that as well. Okay, Pats at Steelers. Pats looked brutal last week against Miami. Steelers, again, great game, great win over Cincinnati. Steelers always seem to have nine lives. Some call it luck. I call it luck. But, they, I mean, they find ways to win. What can you say? But who do you like in that one this post? I've got the Steelers for this one. Yeah, T.J. Watts out. That's a big loss. But Steelers, I think, I mean, Pat's offense is horrible. Mm-hmm. Belichick has no offensive coordinator, so yeah. Steelers win, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a good one. Shout out to a friend of the program, Dr. Shaw. Commanders, Redskins at Detroit. Washington come from behind one over Jacksonville week one. Detroit. Defense was horrible. Came back from 17 down to cut it to three, but still lost to Philly at home. Another home game for the Lions. Who do you like in that one? This might be the one time I do it, but I'm I'm picking Detroit for this one. Yeah, same. I mean, I I think Carson Wentz is not consistent. I think Detroit is it, they they play hard. Dan Campbell his guys never give up. I think you know they put up 35 last week, so I don't think Washington's defense is that strong. So I'm picking Detroit as well. Mm-hmm. I like to be in agreement on all four so far. Okay, Bucks Saints from Nolens. Saints have won four straight regular season games against Tampa. Actually, I'm sorry, more than that, but. I think it's been seven straight, but four straight since Brady's gotten there. Obviously, the Bucks won in the playoffs two years ago, which is when it counts. But uh, Bucks did not look good against the Cowboys. Saints didn't either till the end. Came back against Atlanta to win. Game is in New Orleans. As I said in this post, who do you like? I got Bucks for this. I think I think that they've got the kind of all the stuff shaken out that first week. Hopefully, they'll be ready, ready to come win it. Well, as the great Lee Corso says, not so fast, my friend. First time we disagree on NFL. I'm going with the Saints at home. They just have the Bucks number. They play well. They, they know how to deal with Brady. Uh, give me the Saints. Give me the Saints. Okay, Bengals at Cowboys. Bengals, one of my overrated teams in my blog and in our discussion last week with Steven Terra. Uh, O-line looked awful last week, as it's been for many years. Uh, Bengals still should have won, with despite five Joe Burrow turnovers. Miss Post was in shambles for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dallas, I mean, Dallas looked just horrible. I mean, Scott awful. On offense, defense is really good. The offense is horrible. Dak got hurt. I do think Cooper Rush could surprise. I thought he would be a scrub, but last year he, he won a big game in Minnesota. So I think he might be able to do some things, but they still have a lot of weapons. So, I mean, Dallas, per usual, is kind of in a tough spot. But if I ever get my antenna, my antenna next year, I hope they still get on national TV a lot, which, you know, barring just mm-hmm. losing their whole roster, they will. All that to say, Miss Post, who are you taking? I'm taking the Bengals for this one. Any reason why? I had a reason, then I forgot it. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm taking Bengals as well. I mean, preseason, I actually had Cincy winning week one and losing this week. Um, but I think, again, I'm not going to pick Cooper Rush. And I think Bengals, Dallas defense is really good. But Cincinnati's offense, I mean, Dallas might score 10 points. Cincinnati can score more yeah. than 10 points. So wow. I'm going Bengals as well. Well, I remembered. Oh, go ahead. It's because Dak's gone. Very good. <laughs> So Monday night, two Monday night games this this week. I like it a lot. Double header. ESPN gets the game at seven fifteen, six fifteen for you, Doctor Shaw. Make sure you're home in time. Never mind though; it's on ESPN. You can't even watch it. Uh, but there is a standalone game on ABC, which I love. Again, give me that antenna life all day. Vikings at Eagles, huge game. Both teams look good. Vikings, I'm not sold on. I mean, again, Kirk Cousins is what he is. They always play Green Bay tough. Only scored twenty three points. Not like they scored forty against Green Bay. But they did look good last week. Uh, Eagles looked really good against Detroit, offensively especially. Game is in Philly. I'm taking the Eagles at home. I think Jalen Hurts is good. A.J. Brown 
beast. And Kirk Cousins usually doesn't play that well two weeks in a row. So I'm going with the Eagles at home. I'm going with Vikings for this one. Why is that? That momentum from week one. Excellent insight by you, Miss Post. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it should be a great week. Again, don't make any plans. Uh, you had five months to do stuff outdoors or take a hike or go to a damn pumpkin patch, whatever you want to do. But we're inside now. We're inside on weekends. And, you know, tune in. College, hell, college, even this week, Dr. Scholl, they have a 1030 game on Fox. You're set till 2 a.m., 12 to 2. Great games all the way around NFL. You know what it is. Uh, I mean, again, where else would you rather be? And next week is Mr. T's birthday, so... Happy birthday, you know, Mr. T. Send all gifts to our office, our studio office. Uh, open a P.O. We'll open box. Open a P.O. box, that's right. We'll let you all know next week. With the, Fan mail. Where the P.O. box is, that's right. Or hate mail, send us anything. We're ready. Oh, man. Anything that we say on this show, we can easily defend. We're never going to be caught dead by someone trying to, trying to catch a slap-footed. So always prepared. That's why we had to delay the climate, climate change episode, because we didn't get our notes done because we were busy with other engagements, that's fine, though. We'll be here next week, ready to go. Booked and busy. But as I said, think about the two questions for climate change. What does it mean, and what can be done about it? Here's a hint for the second question. Not much, okay? Especially without China and India's help. There's a big, there's a big tease right there. But thanks for listening. 30 minutes or less, that's light work. So Steve, Brian, tune in. Phil, tune in. Phil, big win for your Browns. I, I almost forgot. I said I mentioned it later. Browns look pretty good. I mean, Brissett, look, they're not going to win games with field goals like they did last week. Carolina took about a quarter and a half to wake up. Carolina should have won. Baker led him back. B.S. roughing call on Brissett on first down from the 25. B.S. Uh, and a 50-yard field goal, of course, the Browns actually have a good kicker for a change that doesn't blow. Won the game for him, but good win for the Browns. They got the Jets this week. That should be a win, but anyway, Baker got screwed in his return. Um, so... We'll see how that affects Carolina moving forward, but they still took too long to wake up. All that to say, enjoy the football weekend, Miss Post, parting shots. Uh, tune in for those games as much as you can, and then write down and see if we, we got our picks right. Any thoughts on climate change, Miss Post? Any thoughts on climate change? Yeah, for next week's episode. It's not looking good. <laughs> What's not the episode of climate change? Oh, climate change. <laughs> Well, climate change in, hope. In, interesting take from Miss Post. We'll see what she, what she has to say next week about yes. it. So tune in. Stay tuned. Love y'all. Y'all are the best. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.